We begin a new topic today, which is the topic of the Mishnah of the Gimel Gittin, which obviously then leads us into the topic of Ebe Mesira. And uh, I want, before we get to the, I'll call the, the meat on the menu, there's plenty to do before that, so I wanted to first talk about the Shlosha Gittin Sulem. One of the things to note that's very odd about the Shlosha Gittin Sulem uh, from a literary perspective and from a conceptual perspective, and you will find this actually at least in two different things in the Indian that we're, in our broader Indian, is that these three Gitin Sulim become sort of a unit, and they're used at least, I know one other place in the Mishnah that they're used. I don't know if there's another one. You might have noticed it, you might not have noticed it when we did the last Sugya, but the Mishnah Nyavamos <coughs> says that when you have a Suffolk Kedushin or a Suffolk Gerushin, so Choletzes Philomus Yabemis. You have a question whether or not a woman was married to the Yavitzarasa Erva. It was the case in Yavamos. You have a man who's married to a woman. It's a good thing. Then his brother is married to a sister of his wife, and another woman is married to two women. Today, not a good thing, but back then, acceptable. And, and, and if the brother married to two wives dies, his brother cannot do Yibum because one of the two wives is an Erva. It's Achosishto. But should his brother happen to no longer be married to Achos Ishto when said brother dies, meaning he's divorced already, she died. So at the time of his death, <coughs> at the time of his death, his brother's only married to the unrelated woman. So he can do Yibam, he can do Chalitza. So what happens if there's a suffix? whether or not the Tzaras Erva is still married, Safek Yiddish and Safek Yerush, and so of course the Dinas Cholat is Filo So, in truth, as an aside, one of the things that, what, what's, what's the, firstly, what's the Safek Yerush and what's the Safek Yiddish in there? The Safek Yiddish is Zarak Lak Yiddish and Safek Karavlo, Safek Karavlo. What's the Safek Yerush so the Gemara chose not to use the Mishnah chose not to use that example. What's the Safek Yerushin? Our Mishnah: Kasebet Savia Dalvena Lav Edim, Yesh Lav Edim Ve'Mazman, Yesh Mazman Ve'Imbal Alei Dachad. So that Zehu Safek Yerushin. Now the side that I was going to comment is that in reality there's no such thing as a Safek Kiddushin or Safek Yerushin in the Torah. I, I, I'm exaggerating when I say that, but I'm not trying to exaggerate. Why is there no such thing? Right? Because you follow the Chazaka. Which is, which ultimately, the Gemara, their struggles, I, I didn't make up this idea. The Gemara, their struggles to figure out how it might be really Sveka the Raisa. And momentarily, one of the Amorim, I think Rabbi Yosef, came up with this idea, which is ultimately rejected, which is Treu Trey. In other words, if two Adam say the Kedushim Akar of Lo, and to, you see, on, a, on the surface, if the Suffolk with the Kedushim Akar of Lo, Akar of Lo, it's Enem Kudeshes because she is a Cheskas Panuya. And therefore, if we're not sure whether she got married or not, we assume she's not married. If you had the analogous case by a get, the, the din tower would be she's an ish because you know she was an ish and the only suffix is whether she's an amigurashis or not. <coughs> so the Gemara momentarily had this idea, this havamina, that tray tray creates a sveiko daraisa. What it means is the following. There was, uh, the woman is vadai truya. She now gets a suffix uh, kiddushin because someone throws the the kiddushin, and one sheet that says it was two Adam say it was karavlo, two Adam says karavlo. 
so the, it would seem that the principle, the half I mean, of the Gemara was that when you have when you have Adam, when you have a Chazaka that says X and the Adam say Y, how, what do we do? How do we rule? Of course, we follow the Adam. Now, the crucial point there that might be true generally, but remember that there are two different kinds of Chazakas in general. What are the two different kinds of Chazakas? This should always operate. We use the same term for one of them, but one of them is probably, I don't want to say a misnomer, but it's not the way we really like to think of it on July Ephraim. What's that? No, no, those are the same one. Uh, well, I don't know, I don't know what, the, what you mean by the first one. That's, okay, that's what you meant, yes. In other words, there's the Chazaka of the status quo, and there's the Chazaka of the Asini Kahuruba. The Chazaka of the status quo was, when I was learning earlier in, in Shir, um, Daf Pei was uh, in my Gemara. And then when I closed it, it's still there? Well, I don't know. Maybe a little goblin, or I don't know. What's a char- I don't know Harry Potter. I'm some, some character from Harry Potter. Some, there must be some kind of like goblin that comes in. What? What's that? I want Harry Potter. You tell me, Gerahold. Okay, comes in and rips my Daf Pei, pei out. I usually give the more absurd example. I know there's Gemara getting inside. How do I know Mach then come and switch it? Okay, but now more realistically. Not now, but I leave it in my office. So how do I know that a Cholda didn't come in and chew out that particular page? Well, the answer is I don't know that, but I work with that assumption. That's the Chazak of the status quo. The woman is Mekudeshas. I assume she continues to be Mekudeshas. The other Chazak, is what Yoni's describing, is, <coughs> let's say, <coughs> the Chazaka of Isha Daiko You know, put it all together. The husband hasn't come back alive. One eight says he's dead. He saw him dead. The wife presumably does an investigation. In that case, in all probability, the husband is dead. That's a chazaka, the asini kachurba. When we talk about a chazaka, milsa David lagluye lo meshakri inchi, a person doesn't typically lie about something which is going to be revealed. A chazaka that I have sometimes questioned whether it still applies in the modern age. But it, it, of course, it applies in the modern age. You just don't measure it against politicians or the like. Um, well, I should say, that actually, uh, they're, they're three, they're three mindless. Normal human beings, you know, uh, don't lie about a Muslim de Liglouye. Politicians lie about Muslim de Liglouye regularly, but not about Muslim de Liglouye. And then there are rare individuals in this world who lie even about a Muslim de Liglouye. Not a Vida Liglouye. Now, it's going to become revealed, but it's not revealed. But any of those chazakas are predicated upon an assumption of normal, probable human behavior. Right? Does nobody lie about a Milsa Of course people lie about Milsa But normally people don't lie because most people have some sense of shame. And therefore, they probably won't lie about something that is likely to come out and they will be exposed as lying. So that's a chazaka. Those chazakas of human behavior, and there may be chazakas not just of human behavior, but that's a, the whole set of them, are based upon what a majority of people do in a majority of situations. It's a very different kind of chazaka. Um, the di- what's the difference between, to use the classic Lundish terminology, the difference between those two chazakos, how they function? So a chazaka dasimi koach rubar is, is fundamentally at its core a biwar. It's a clarification of what is. A chazaka of a status quo is a hanhaga. It doesn't really tell you that what, it, it's not that. If the, it might be true also that the dafpe being in here is also this a, this a rove. Um, but when we just talk about the assumption that what was there was there until now, when we have no statistical evidence whatsoever, so that is a hanhaga, not a biru. It doesn't clarify the facts. 
It simply tells us how we can, how we should engage in the situation. So, so that, that, it's that Mishnah, by the way, that I just spoke about in Yavamos. That's what the last Sugi was on. That was where this man, where the Gemara says, how come by Kiddushin they don't have those things? This is going to be a very, very, very important question when we explore the issue. I spoke with a couple of you this morning who were kind enough to pay a Beaker Holden visit. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, with some questions. Um, but uh, this is going to become a crucial question is do the other, the Gemara clearly says Zman of the three doesn't apply by Kiddushin. Do the other two apply by Kiddushin? That's a big issue in it. Huge machlokas with enormous ramifications if I cannot really state it more than that. In other words, is it possible ever to have a Kiddushim when two people do not witness the Maisa Kiddushim? And that's a Machlokas. Contrary to everything that I've told you until now. Not that I, ma- I didn't make up what I told you until now, but there is a particular circumstance. So that will get very, very interesting. So anyway, the Mishnah there chooses to use the term Safek Yerushim, which is a very, very odd way of describing this. I don't think we describe... How would you describe these cases? Would you describe this as Safek Yerushim? Why? Either way, what's the din? What does the Mishnah say? The Gitnar Psulim and the Vlad is Kasher. That's not a Suffolk. I don't think so. I mean, yes, I know the Gemara and Kiddushin in the fourth part. This is true. Nobody interprets the Mishnah I could come up with the reason why, but it would be a remarkably clever reading of one line passage in the Gemara. But I, was, I would have called these Gitten Psulim, and I use the Ramah's terminology, Gitten Ar Psulim, the Rabbanon Kashim, and the Rice, and they chose not to <coughs> enforce their rabbinic prerogative until the nth degree, in the same way that Rabbi Meir, either whether it's Rabbi Meir himself or whether it's the Chachabim generally, did by. You know, Rabbi Meir did by Get Kerach and by Kasav L'Shem Al Choshen Hokenes. And so I would call these Gitim Sulm, not Safek. There actually is a way of calling it a Safek, but it's hard to imagine that this is the Amoraic interpretation of the Mishnah. What's that? No, 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 no. A Safek Megureshes, because it all depends whether she has children at the time. Well, she will have children because Rav says, if the Eish Labanim lo teitze, Eish Labanim teitze. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't work though. It doesn't. Why doesn't it work in Yavamos? Well, no, no, no. With children subsequently. It, because in Mitzias it doesn't work. In, in other words, in that case, if the Tsar Seerva had this get and she went ahead and married another guy and had children, that would be children from the brother to, to, to delimit the Ibn situation. But the point is, that's a case where we would say, Megureshes. If she hadn't had the opportunity to have children yet, we would say, in a Megureshes. But that's not what the Mishnah means. It's clever, too clever by half, we would say. But, in other words, that Mishnah, I presume, is essential. I mean, maybe not, but I would presume the Mishnah is kind of immediate, but I guess not. It's possible. But I doubt Rob's inter- I mean, that would be Again, too clever by half to say that Rav's interpretation of coming up with a, a way of saying sometimes teite, sometimes loteite, means it's a suffix nigoreshas, and that's what the Mishnah, that's his interpretation of the Mishnah. I don't think so, but it is, it is striking that the Mishnah chooses to use that terminology, to call that a suffix gerushin. Suffix kiddushin, we understand. Yes, there's a chazaka that she's a penuya, nonetheless, suffix karvla, suffix karvla, at the very least, there is a suffix, perhaps she became married in this particular case, and even of her hachara, 
and I say that a or hanhaga is to say she's not married, at least me din Torah, so I understand why there's a suffix, because at least with the Rabbanon it makes sense. The other uh, um, one which is going to come up, and you've seen it in numerous cases, but it is deceptively misleading, not, it's neither of those, but if you're not thinking, and we shall talk about this, is what happens when a woman gets remarried with one of the, not Aragin, because Aragin, I think, is clear, the Vlad is kosher. So whatever Rav and Levi have to say about Tetze, although Tetze, that has no impact upon, it, it doesn't, well, I don't know, it doesn't appear to have a, long impact, a long-term impact on the woman's status. But if you looked at the mission of Get Kerech, or, or any of them, the truth is it starts with like in Kasev L'Shemach or What is the din in those cases, according to at least Rabbi Meir? Yeah. Um, crash and burn. That's a very interesting way of describing a crash and burn. All the penalties that come into play. Was that yours? My uh, combination. Yes. Yeah, you made a very uh, That's very good. That's very good. I have missed many lines, great lines in life because I am not fast on my feet. That is excellent. So, crash and burn. I'll, I'll get to remember that one. So, the Mishnah Yivamas talks about initially the woman who gets married in the basis of testimony and the way the Gemara understands it, at least, is Isha Daikomens. And if she didn't, did not do a good job, she suffers all these penalties. She has to get divorced from both. The Vlad from both is a Mamzer. She forfeits her Ksuba, her Tosefes Ksuba. She forfeits, she doesn't get any more Mizonos. She loses even her nechseit zom baros, at least that have worn out. It's a machlokas rashi that we've shown them as to what exactly balos means. All these penalties, and then the mishnah, the mishnah kitten adopts the very same slate of penalties, and the mishnah then continue then uses it over and over. Like so, if he, so if, if he uh, divorced her with a, a get if she remarried with a get kerach, teitzei v'chol hadrachama eluba. Now. Uh, the truth is, I, I, I don't know what the Yushalmi has to say about these Messiahs and Yuvamos, because I find it, I, I know I'm missing something, and it's kind of obvious, but none of this makes sense to me, why they're treated the same. Uh, in other words, I understand why there's a whole penalty in Yuvamos, because that was part of the deal. The deal was, you do a good badika in order to be allowed to remarry, because we don't normally allow remarriage on the basis of an Edecha. And so it turns out, that the husband walks in alive, it means she didn't do a good job. So we made a deal, and this is the penalties to make sure you do it straight, that you don't say, oh, it looks like he's dead. Okay, I'll tell him he's dead. No, you really wanna, you want the woman to do a proper investigation. The problem in Yavamos, is, in Gittin here, is that why are, you, why are you punishing the woman? In other words, what did she do wrong here? What she, she learned, uh, she sat in the Yadin Yadin Kola, learned Evan Ha'ezer, and therefore should have realized that a get kereach is no good, should have realized that kasev l'shem al-chashem is no good. Lots of these things. Look, teitze mizeh mizeh in itself. Uh, I want to just point out to you the very important difference, distinction between the two um, uh, in a second. But I don't really understand why. And I didn't notice any, again, I, I didn't look everywhere. I don't notice if any of your shonam addressed the basic question, why is she being penalized? She didn't do anything wrong. Meaning, how, how would you expect her to do it differently? Eirechad, I understand. We gave a big kula. But when you, again, we, we do our, all of our gittin with our misader gittin, you know, under the auspices of the basin, even it's not in the basin. So, well, you know, I understand that if, 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 a, if a, a guy and a girl just decided to, you know, let's say they did this, I don't know, they did something stupid, they got married, and decided they want to get divorced, and, and they go ahead and they write their own get, you know, hoping they got it right, and they don't. And, okay, I understand that. It, it's... I mean, they white people. I said, back then, that's everybody who was getting what the assumption is a woman has to bring the get to the basin for any sure. 
So why, and why, so why are you blaming the woman? I don't really, I, in other words, why is it her fault in that case? I don't know. But there is actually a fundamental difference, and we've shown them point this out, because they go after Rashi on this issue. And I, I, don't know if, I don't know if Rashi could really dispute this. What's the difference between the case in Yavamas and the case here, at least the Pashtras? And, and we've shown them think it actually has an Afghamina Ladina, meaning and how you interpret Havalad Mamzer Mizel Mizeh. Who's her real husband in Yvamas? First guy or the second guy? Who's her real husband in Gittin? You should think again. You should think again. Are these Psulam in Gittin of Get Kerach and Kasav Lushem Al and even Shina Shmo Shmo, which doesn't mean that his name is Jack, and they wrote uh, William. And nobody ever called him William in his life. That's the Shina Shema Shema is much less than that. It's something... All these are Psulim Durabanan. All these Gittin are Kashem in Atara. So a real husband is behind door number two. Which is why a number of Rishonim say that if she got a divorce from the second husband... And she went and remarried the first, which would be Asr Torah, because it's Masir Kushasa La'achar Shanises La'achar Torah. The Vlad would not be a Mamzer, because it wouldn't be any different than a regular case of a woman who went and remarried her original husband, had a child, where the Gemara Yavamas in the first page says, but favorish, the Vlad is not Pogam at all. He tawayavam. So, uh, so it, the, the, but, but notice that the Mishnayis use the same, like, form. They step it out of the same thing. Um, for whatever reason. So we have two of those that actually are going to count our sugyan, which will be kind of used as a, a standard type and, and, and placed in different places. Okay. So anyway, so let's take a look now at, at our cases. Starting on the Pevav. Let's read our Mishnah. All right, so let's start. Uh, Jonathan, please. So let's talk about this for a moment. There are shlosha gitim sulub. So, as you know, the Gemara always darshans extra language. Why does it darshan extra language here? Because you don't have to tell Shlotzer Gitim Sulem, because we all have at least, got Baruch Hashem, five fingers on each hand, and you can count one, two, three. So, why does it tell Shlotzer Gitim Sulem? So, if I were a Pashtun, I would say, because that's a nice way of remembering things. But the Gemara will darshan that. And then when you get to the end, then it says, Haray. Uh, that clearly seems to be extraneous, which is why the Gemara will darshan that as well. Uh, that tends to be less common than, in other words, the first, the first half is very common in Mishnayas. The second part is a little less common. It's certainly, I think, a lot less common. So what were these three games? The first one is Kasa That seems fairly straightforward. So what did he do? He wrote a get by hand which kind of makes sense because he is divorcing her and, and, and get is the is the Lashon of the Baal on such and such a date in such and such a place and not such and such a person from such and such a place Pataris, Tarachis, Shvakis whatever he did to his wife he divorced her he's divorcing her there are no Adim on it 
So kasha bechsav yado ve'ein alav edim. So why is it kasher? What's that? Okay, so let's talk about how many possibilities are there for this to explain this particular din. I'm going I'm to turn the tables on you. How many possible explanations are there to explain this particular din? What? Um... Maybe. There might be three, actually. But one's not interesting at all. What's the really not interesting one? It can't, you can't posture use it to explain the Mishnah, but R- Rashi gives it away when he says you can't say it. Well, could, could this din be Rabbi Yelazar? Right? It depends how you read what do you mean? What do you mean? Are you referring to Allah? What I want you to say is if there are Edemisira in theory. But it can't fit in the Mishnah of the Pashtrasis for two reasons. Rashi says number one is uh, Rabbi Lassar says again the Mishnah. That in itself is not totally dispositive because the Tanakhama could hold like Rabbi Lassar in some respects but not in other respects. Like Tanakhama could hold that l'chatchila ide mesir aren't enough, but b'diyavet it's good. And Rabbi Lazar saying, oh no, it's perfectly good even b'diyavet because it's only a tikkun olam. So if you don't feel like doing it or it's too hard, it's fine. Now the only question, of course, is so kasa b'chadiyado. You shouldn't even need k'saviyado. K'sav sofer with ide mesir should be sufficient. But putting that aside, so let's eliminate Rabbi Lazar. That's possibility three. What's possibility number one? The obvious one. What one might have? What might one have said? Which is definitely a possibility according to the Gemara. Ephraim? It's Rabbi Meir. So where the Eide Chasima? Eide Messir won't help you. Shimmy? So if you want to understand that, so the Ran here talks about it. You may have done the Ran if you did all the Rans. Even this was an important one. The Ran talks about the fact that Hotsiyalov, it's a, a Mishnah, I think, at the end of Avlasar, Hotsiyalov, Ksavyado, Shuchayavlov, Yegovim and Achasim Benechorin. If I write an IOU and we can all identify, see, in the age of computers, the Ran never thought about computers. Had the Ran no, I mean, he could have thought of the analog, but today you would never write an IOU with Ksavyad, you would type it and then you would sign it. So if I type an IOU, or a sofa writes the IOU, that was the Ron's equivalent, the sofa was his computer, and you sign it afterwards, so he says, the Chulayam is no question, it's binding. You can't collect from the Chassam Mishubadim because there's no coal. You need Adim to be Motsi the coal. But if I write to Shimi a document that says, I owe you $100, and then I sign the piece of paper at the end and I give it to Shimi, you can use that to collect $100 from me. So, uh, if you want to say the way some Rishonim formulated is that you see from the fact that that and you're only not because of Tikkun Olam in effect because of of of, of uh, not no, um, 
right? The people who don't know that I that I owe Shimi money. Um, so because of that, I can't. He, he can't collect from Mishubadim, but he can collect from Berechorin. So the Rishonim say it's Osemas Ashtar. It's actually doing the work of Ashtar. So if that's the case, the get does the same thing when it's Bichsav Yado Shalhabal, because uh, because you need Edim, you need Edim Chasima, and the Ed, the Bichsav Yado Shalhabal is Kimei Edim Dami. That is a way of understanding, except that it assumes that Edim Chasima is not what we would term Edus uh, Lakim Hadavar. Because it would seem that by Edus Lakim Hadavar, Hudas Baldin shouldn't work. But Rashi actually says, and I know that, Shimmy, you read a part in Rashi, but the Bach takes it out. All that we show them attribute this to Rashi. Um, the Rashba writes Rashi Beferushav, so I don't know why the Bach, I, you know, takes it out. I didn't look, I know the Marshal talks about it, but what? Um... Tostas is earlier, right? Is it? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So it is here. Um, yes, that is true. But uh, but it seems to be Rashi Shita, even though it's not here. So I don't know why Tostas here. Correct. Tostas here sounds like it's not in Rashi. Although a bunch of other Rishonim quoted in Rashi's name. Um, I thought somewhere somebody says it's in a chuva, but whatever it is, Rashi himself here offers, so if it's not Rameer, not Rav Lazar, uh, well, who is it? So, so I don't know if you picked up. Uh, I don't think I understood Rashi fully what he was driving at um, until I saw something in the Mukha Yosef in Yavamas on that kasuga that we did. What is Rashi saying? You're trying to read Rashi. Okay, so which, by the way, it's not a principled objection. Right? Now, the Gemara happens to say it's Karabi Meir, um, but let's skip over the next part. Okay. So, how does Rashi understand this? It's wild. Shimmy? So, you have to step back and remember something here. What is Rabbi Elazar's position? You don't need to get into the Homach Lucas, Chachmeis What's Rabbi Elazar's position, right? No, no, that's a, that's a different rabbit hole we're going to have to go down. Um, what is Rabbi Lesser's position? What does that mean, Edei Nesirakarti? Just explain to the layperson in me. Brian? No, you're making a crucial, crucial little error there. Such lundus. You both said something wrong in there, which, just, which is why you missed the whole point here. Rebbe Lazar's position and Rebbe's position are not limited to get. They apply everywhere. They're a din in a star, not a din in Gerushim. 
That's the whole fight on Pivam Rebez with the Amorim, is when do we pass the Lord of Elazar? All the time? Or only by, only by Gerushim? Rashi's comment, you have to consider that it, 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 according to Rashi there, the Shita that says the Chasav law, does they, do they, I, why is it not Rabbi Meir? Why is this Mishnah not, leave that line, Rashi, why is the Mishnah not Rabbi Meir? No. That's not what Rashi says. You read it. What does Rashi say? Why is it not Rashi? Jonathan, read it again. Uh, right there. It's not Rabbi Meir, because the Rabbi Meir would say the blood is a mamzer. Now, maybe, ultimately, if it is Rabbi Meir, he makes exceptions here for whatever the reason is. Why is it not Rabbi Lazar? Oh, this is not a substantive argument on either end. It's not Rabbi Meir, because Rabbi Meir would never say the Vlad's a kosher. It's not Rabbi Lazar, because Khalid's not Rabbi Lazar. So now I'm going to ask you, when Rashi broaches his own approach, the third, what I'll call the third approach, which Tana, in principle, on the issue of Edi Hasim and Edi Mesira, does Rashi assume that this Tana holds like? The posture says, if you look at this formulation, is... Uh, yes. Fair question, no? Does he hold Edi Hasim or Edi Mesira character generally? Yes, there is. Read Rashi. Read Rashi. Do you know about that? Because it is not written on my forehead if I am. Read Rashi. Shimmy? Who does this third day follow according to Rashi? Correct. Rabbi yes. Even though Edi Mesira it works because this is exceptional. Rashi, explaining the third opinion, says, Ella, Kevin Dhsav Yadahu, Vikhasa Vinasan Krinabeva Afagav the Laka Edimisira, Kashamitaraisa. It means even though they're Edimisira, which you should require to be Kashamitaraisa. Right? He doesn't he, I don't know that he's bothered by the Ede Hasima. Which is why would he not be bothered by the Ede Hasima, by the way? No. No, it isn't the Pasuk. Ah, Rabbah. Ede Mesir are definitely not in the Pasuk. Ede Hasima, if you read the Chassam, when if I was the rabbit hole that I don't want to go down, which we have to go down eventually, is, and, and I don't know which, you know, I don't know what the origin and which direction things go in. According to Rabbi Lazar, Ksivas Aget has to be Lishma. According to Rabbi Meir, you can find the get in the garbage and say, oh, this is my name, this is my wife's name. I have a great idea. Let's have an activity today. I'll divorce my wife. Ah, but you've got to get Edi Chasima. So the Machlokas is, the Chosav law, Lishma, is that the Ksivas Aget or the Ksivas Achasima. So what emerges from that for Rabbi Meir, who holds that the Chosav refers to the Chasima Saget, that's because Edi Chasima Karti. That's what makes the get again. It has to be Lishma. For Rabbi Lazar, and the Gemara will say Beferish on the next stop, I think. I think it's the next stop, or soon. You don't need Nesina the Shmo. 
So Eide Mesira, he has to give his wife to get the Shem Gerishim. But somehow there's no Lishma element. You don't have to know which piece of paper you're giving to, you know, which is the real get. The mission's going to have a case. The two getting that gets mixed up with the same names or something like that. So they give both get to both wives, and the Gemara initially thinks it shouldn't work for Rabbi Lazar because Eide Mesira Karti, and they don't know when, when the real get's being given. And the Gemara's Maskan is, nah, you don't need Nesim Lishma, I think Abayi says. Who says you need Lishma? So for Lazar, all you need Lishma, the Chasavla, is the Ksivas Aget. So, I presume, I presume that Rashi is assuming that if the issue were you need chasima l'shma, that the husband's writing of the get is a chasima. The reason the Mishnah is not Rabbi Meir, and that's what Rashi says in the part that may or may not be Rashi. The reason why the Mishnah is not Rabbi Meir is not because conceptually it makes no sense as Rabbi Meir, because Siva Sabal is is like a chasima, but rather his handwriting, but rather because it's just Kepir Ramir, because Ramir says the Vladimir. So when he turns around at the end and says, ah, but the reason why it works then is Chasaf law, it's Xeris HaKasav, that the husband can write his wife again, and that's all you need. That's obvious. Firstly, it's not like Rabbi Meir, because Ramir says the Chasaf doesn't refer to the writing of the gets. Okay, but you could say it's his quote with the chasima. Um, but, 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 uh, but Rashi says, even though there are no Edim Esira, why would you need Edim Esira? The answer is because this is working within Rabbi Lazar. Even the Rabbi Lazar holds Edim Esira Karti. Nonetheless, Ksiva Sabal is considered is considered um, uh, it's acceptable because it's Xeris HaKasim. Mitfasini. You don't need Edim Esira. And by the way, while I don't know that you can prove this definitively, if I'm reading Rashi correctly, um, what is Rashi's position on the Machlokas of Rabbi Lazar's Shita of Ede Mesira Karte? Is it Dafka or Af? I don't think so. Because otherwise you wouldn't, this wouldn't bother you. If it would be for Rabbi Lazar, even though there's no Ede Mesira, you have Ede Chasina, just like you did for Abner. The fact that Rashi has to invoke Xeris HaKasav, that B'chas that if the husband himself writes it, that's sufficient, and you don't need Eidem Mesira, it's because normally, normally, Chasimah Sa'edem would not be, Eidem Chasim would not be enough for Abelasa. In other words, if I'm correct, Rashi's working with Neshit HaSach Ashkenaz. In other words, Rabbi Tam's position in the first parak on Daftalid is that of his Eidem. Again, I, I'm reluctant to go to the mat for this, you know, with absolute certitude. But, Ra, but Rashi here really is introducing kind of a, a hybrid shita. It's a hybrid shita in that you really hold Edim Esir in principle. Arkarti, again, if he holds like Rabbi Lazar, and you don't need Edim Esir here, so what is the shita? The answer is because everywhere else in Sharas, as a matter of principle, you require Edim Esir. Okay, you could also say that as long as you don't have Ksiva Siyarabal, you require Edim Esir. But or maybe not actually. Talk, I, I take that back. According to Rabbi Lazar, no. According to Rabbi Lazar, according to Rashi, outside of Gittin, where there's no Xeris HaKasov, of Chasav law, it might be that if you don't have Ede Mesira, it doesn't matter that the guy wrote an IOU in his own Ksav Yad. Maybe. I mean, it's a, it's a Chiddush. Um, you'd have to say then, according to Rashi, that Rabbi Yochanan, who says, I don't know, there are a lot of things you'd have to work out, but yes, if I am. Rashi, if this kind of really holds in general, 
A time out. Are you, are you criticizing my reading of Rashi, which you're entitled to, or are you criticizing Rashi, which you're entitled to also, but do that one more time. But I'm asking you seriously. In other words, are you disagreeing with the way I'm reading Rashi, or are you thinking Rashi's sheet is difficult? And I'm open to either one. Whether or not we're gozer. No, 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 because if Adem is, if you understand this Rashi does, as I'm proposing, that Adem is Sivadafka Kante, the only way it's going to work is with Xerus Akasa. You see, it, it, in other words, once you have Xerus Akasa, now you can say, but Rabbi Lazar himself, somebody might disagree and say it's really not okay, Lachatrila, or maybe even with Rabban Abediyevit, because they're afraid it's Xera Atu Ksav Sofer. No, it, because if it's going to be Rabbi Lazar, then you have to have an explanation of how it works if you hold Dafka Eide Misira. Why is he going to say it's Rabbi Lazar? It's not for Rabbi Lazar's Tzeva. Why is he willing to, to say that the mission is Rabbi Lazar? It's not for Rabbi Lazar's Tzeva. I understand. That's the reason why he won't say it's actually Rabbi Lazar. Yeah. But please remember that there was nothing. No, no. I think you're making a jump here. I think the assumption is that I- I- the reason, if it were, could be Rabbi Lazar, you know, you would say about Kasab Savia Dorfaim? The way they see it. Yeah, that's why. It, if Rabbi Lazar weren't at the end of the Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar comes along and says, Athal P. In the son of the assumption is that covers the, in other words, the entire mission until now was talking about there were no Edim Asira. So if it weren't for that Rablaza, you would just said, means Edim Asira. But once Rablaza comes along at the end and says that the following case is Kasher Lachatchila, it's telling you, Agav, that the rest of the Mishnah, there were no Edim Asira. So Rashi's got to be able to explain somebody's position that Ksivas Yadav Shabal works. You know the Mishnah is not Rabbi Mary. There was an alternative, by the way. Rashi could have gone down, but he chose not to. What was the alternative Rashi could have said about this in, this in between Shita? It's an easier, it actually was an easier path to go down if you asked me, but he didn't. I don't know quite why, but Shimmy? Exactly. Say that, Ede Hasima Karti, like Rabbi Mayer, but this Tana disagrees with Rabbi Mayer because he says the Vlad's not a Mamzer. Right, that would have been easier. That would have been no substance. You didn't need a drasha for that. Right? Rabbi Meir clearly agrees with That's the way I think Rashi is reading. Then he does. It's just that he holds the Vlad's Amanzer. So, and, 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 and one sheet in the Gemara, not necessarily our Maskana, is the Mishnah is Rabbi Meir. And he holds in these three cases, we don't say the Vlad is Amanzer. So that should have been such an easier path for Rashi to go down, but I don't think that he did. In fact, if he were, he wouldn't have needed these there sarcasm. He would have just said, Oh, this town holds like Lamir Bachada, and the most of our like Bachada, Bachada. Yes, I'm fine. Is the one the 
because of the shita that we put later about Yishanam Nafishtavakov rather than because you need it and you don't? I assume it's because. <coughs> you, you, yes, you're op- I, I don't think that's. If, if you go to the, the extra line, it gets clearly what he's doing. Because Mishan is not helped by having more evidence. No, no, I, I, I understand. I, I think the reason why he. I, I, I agree that, that that opening line has a degree of ambiguity. Right, that's a reason not to be Gorisit. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is if you take out the, the piece that the Bach cuts out, it, it, I will tell you that when you take out that piece, it's very much parallel to his presentation within Rabbi Lazar. When he says, I read that as the Ramir Havlad Mamzer, so Gemara says, call him a Shanim Yapesh, a Tavu Bachachamim, the Gitten Tetzev Havlad Mamzer. Ephraim saying, maybe no, maybe because there are no Ebe Chasima. His right to that would be the line in between where Rashi wakes up and says, oh, maybe it could work with Rabbi Meir. Okay, but even Aniach that you said that, Ephraim, so fine, so you can't go down this route. Okay, fine, but he's still, he's Kavachomer, he's working within Rabbi Lazar. And especially when you take that part out. The, the part. In other words, if you, let's read the way you want to read that. So, Rashi had no other route to go down because he's assuming that from there, Edi Chasima, Karthik Savyadar does not constitute Edi Chasima. <coughs> I mean, the problem, of course, is that you know that that, that, that can't be Lamaskana. Because the fact that the Gemara certainly entertains a sheet that says our Mishnah is Rameer and the Vlad's not a Mamza means that Edi Chasima is not, that Savyadar was sufficient for Edi Chasima. Right? That's pretty. Clear. I have a question for you. I don't know why this just occurred to me. The third case. The last case. Oh, I see right now. I'm sorry, never mind. Of course. Uh, either has to be Xavier the Shabal or you have to accept Sad Sofer. So there are two Edom there. Fine, never mind. So that's fine. As the Gemara assumes that Xavier uh, the uh, Shabal uh, is sufficient for Rab- uh, at least one sheet holds sufficient for Rabbi to make the Vlad on a manza. You have to say because that's the equivalent of Eide Chasima. In other words, Eide Chasima means testimony that the get was written with the authorization of the Baal. That's what Eide Chasima are. And so if the husband wrote the get himself, that's a fairly good bet, right? That's Savya does Kamei Eide Anyway, so if you're right that you can't go down the alternate path, that if you want to read, if you want to read, which you don't have to unless you have that extra part that the Bach takes out, but if you want to read, because you don't have Hasima. I don't think you have to read that way. I think without the with pulling out the piece that the Bach is in, you could say that this time is not Rabbi Meir because Rabbi Meir we know holds that and this Mishnah assumes that even though you the Vlad's not a Mamzer. In these three cases, obviously, it's not. It's not our known and beloved Rabbi Meir. It's possible it's a shita that holds like Rabbi Meir. Someone, could, you know, that's what I'm suggesting. The Gemara could, Rashi could have gone down that path and said, it's a different Tano, holds like Rabbi Meir, that Edi Chasimakarta, but he doesn't have Rabbi Meir's thing about making all the blood as Manzer. But instead, I think it's pretty clear Rashi goes down the Rabbi Lazar route. Yes, Ephraim? When Rashi wrote this, he doesn't seem that the Tano is not Rabbi Meir, but he doesn't feel like Rabbi Meir, that Edi Chasimakarta, is he? Is he what? 
I think he's just, because he's, firstly, remember, you're reading this Mishnah, and the Mishnah doesn't say anything about Rabbi Meir. So if Rashi would have just said, Haitana like Meir Sviralei, I'm sorry? <coughs> See, I, I would even say, one second, I'll wait for a second. Yeah, no, you have to take the, you can't say what Shemi suggested. <coughs> if you have a piece of tabacha in there, but you can read it either way without it. Isn't that the whole issue? If I didn't have the rest of the Gemara talking about this in the context of Mishanam and Mathbeah, I might agree with you. <coughs> I hear, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it proves it one way, definitively proves it. Yeah. Again, if if it doesn't, then what? If the only thing that the exact thing is doing is saying that if the halal counted, then it would be absolutely not going to affect the But I don't think he's saying it counts as custom. I don't think there's formulation at all. He's saying exerts not custom if the husband writes the get. So if he writes the get, and he writes the get, there's nothing more that should be needed. And it's Ede Mesira can be dispensed with in that case. I don't know that it's a general dispensation that you can do away with Ede Chasima, Ede Mesira, whenever you have Ede Chasima. That's go with the vowel signature. Incidentally, is this... What's that? What I think it tells you, probably for Rashi Shita, is that it's that it's dafkei misiwa normally. <coughs> and I would argue that for Rashi you do, unless the Chaim is correct, you do have edi chasima. <coughs> Certainly for the addition of the Bach, you'll notice I like the addition of the Bach when I want it there and when I don't, I. But it is Rashi Shita elsewhere. Right, we know that Ra- we know that Rashi does say it, even he doesn't say it here. That'd be the best of all worlds for me, Ephraim. Have Rashi say it elsewhere, but not here, because then Rashi would, could be consistently speaking in terms of Rabbi Meir holds, of course, it's kosher and Torah when the husband writes it and si- writes it, <coughs> because that's me'edim. That's like that's 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 chasima. But, in, but as long as he doesn't put that line there, it doesn't sound like in the first part of the Mishnah he suggested it's a psilderaisa. But you're, you're saying, Ephraim, that when you read Rashi, when you stick that piece in, oh, maybe it's Rabbi Meir, that Rashi doesn't... Rashi, this is the way... If I were right and that piece is there, this is what Rashi would have to say. Our Mishnah is not Rabbi Meir, because according to Meir, the Vlad is a Mamzer. Or it's possible that maybe Rabbi Meir makes an exception in three, three cases and the Vlad's not a Mamzer. Then... That would work very nicely for what I'm saying. But if I'm pointing out that when Rashi starts out by saying, and I'm going to read with the Bas, 
with the piece of Bach takes out. Rashi starts out by saying, Armish does not really hold the Chasim Akarti, because according to him, the Vod is a Mamzer. But, maybe it could be Rabbi Meir, and he holds that the Eide Chasima actually does work in this case, because the Savya of the Baal is like Eide Chasima. If that's the way Rashi is to be read, then when Rashi started out the first couple of lines, he was assuming, according to Rabbi Meir, that, that a husband's Xaviat uh, is not Eide Chasima Medaraisa, and that's why the Vlad is a Mamzer, not Mishan Mapea. And then Rashi wakes up and says, oh, wait, no, maybe a husband, maybe Rameer holds, even though Rameer holds in Eide Chasima, maybe the husband's Ksav is like Eide Chasima. <coughs> so I would, if, if the Bach, if, what the Bach takes out of Rashi is most definitely Rashi's position. It's most definitely Rashi's position. But, yeah, if I am, you're wrong. And I'm right. Probably. Because let, let's take out that line. Why, why does Rashi invoke that according to Mary the Vlad is a Mamzer? <coughs> it, it's not 100% but it's the Gemara, right? The Gemara asked the question, according to Rabbi Meir, uh, the Gemara said, Va'ika get Mamzer, Kasher, Rabbi Meir. So the whole point is that. that um, Rashi's thinking, I think, about that line. No, Rashi and the Mishnah is thinking about the Gemara when he formulates it. Right? If you want to say Shalok, there the Gemara says Hanich Mer. If you want to say Shalok Rabbi Mer, so I, I think that I think the I think the, probably the correct way of reading Rashi is that is that I mean again is that line is probably not there even though it's Rashi Shita. And Rashi's point is that initially, until you come up with this idea that Rabbi Mary distinguishes between the two, that Rashi assumes whenever you mishana, the Vlad's a Mamzer, according to Rabbi Mary. Ultimately, the Gemara is going to say, and because remember, the Rishon have to explain why is Rabbi Mary make a distinction. All right, let's let's move on. Yes, guys. Uh, is it clear in that Gemara that 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 uh, Ede Chasima would not suffice? I have not. I think it's in Rashi's formulation, it sounds like. It can't so, that, so you're supporting my general contention about Rashi. That's true. That's true, independent of what we're arguing about now. That's the second half of Rashi. Okay, fine. All right. So the that, that's the most to me the most interesting part of these three cases. The last two cases. There, everything is important. The last two cases aren't interesting. Right? The second case in Mr. Jonathan was... What's, yeah, okay. So, Zman, we, we are rabbinic Jews. We have served demons around bottom. But it's not conceptually interesting. Right? Even if Rabbi Meir had ruled the Vlad Amanzer, it would be because of technicality, but we say that Zman, you know, the most interesting part about this man is Rabbi Chaim's discussion of it, which is Eidusheyatehahalazima. Right, and how does that work in it? But, but in terms of what, putting that, whatever the answer of Hein's question is, at the end of the day, the requirement of Zaman is only to Rabban. And if you leave this man out, it's not a problem. In fact, there's another aspect in which you leave this man out, it solves the problem as well. Um, assuming this Mishnah were Rabbi Meir, there should be a steerer between this and what Mishnah earlier. If Rameh were Machshir, 
uh, not it's not literally a stira, and that's the answer. But as the Rishonim kind of point out, but why why if you left this man out is the should the get be puzzle of Lavana Manzer according to Rameir? Shimi. What? <coughs> no, no, no. I mean it often is stira, or it's close to it, explicit almost. Jonathan. No, because that, that, here you could sign it and, and write it and sign it on the same day. That's not a problem. If you just left out this man, that doesn't... Uh, no, it, it's in the end of the eighth parak. Let's say you wrote it, L'shem Malchus, L'shem Hagenis. You didn't write it to the Malchus you're supposed to write it. Yeah, the, that's Zman. Yeah, that's Zman. When we talk about Kosov L'shem Malchus, L'shem Hagenis, it means first that there's none. So you have to write it. If you're under the Roman government, you have to write it in the year 240 to the founding of the Roman government. So if you leave out this man, you violated that. I don't think anybody disputes that. that w- w- there's no other reason why the Malthus is mentioned in the Get. Right? They used to write Minyan Hashtaros. Minyan Hashtaros used to be the shame to the time of Alexander's invasion. I know, it's mean. I would never I would never even have given two thoughts to that, except for the Rishonim will point it out. If you want to know how to feel stupid in this world, learn the Gemara with Rashi, okay, not that carefully, and then go start to read the other Rishonim. And you realize, I'm stupid, why didn't I think of that question? It's so obvious. Right? Because of the Shemachus, Shenogenes, this is man. If you leave out this man, if I am... So that's what the Rishonim all say, is that the Mishnah's Dachka cost of L'Shemachosh Ena Hogenes, when it's not the government of power, because you're going to antagonize them. They see that Jews are writing their Gittin, oh, to the 25th year of the Persian king. And the Roman emperor looks at that and is infuriated. So if you, if you don't leave it out, okay, fine, these guys just don't write Zaman in their stars. In fact, what the Rishonim even say, what do we write? Do we write our stars when I write Aksuba? When I write Aksuba, um, do I write Nisim in Aksuba? You saw at least my text, I think. No, before. So I write Aksuba. Do I write what's I don't know, 2023, 47, in the 247th year of the United States of America? Is that what it says in your Aksuba? I don't think so. Why not? You might antagonize the government. Well, the answer is. Because, well, okay, this government won't antagonize. Anyway, we have far more entertaining things than this government, A. B, uh, B more importantly, um, what do we write in the Get? We write in the Briasa Olam? Nobody gets offended written in the Briasa Olam. That's what the Rishonim say. That's why it's okay for us to write it as a different Zaman. As long as, we're not, as long as we don't offend the Malchus, that's okay. It's better to not say it, but say the wrong thing, yes. Not saying it, they say, maybe not, uh, the get is puzzle and the flaw is the kosher. Say the wrong thing, and this is true, by the way, all the time, right? Think about the Zerif Bitochem. And that's Mishra Megzera. But we say this all the time, this idea that better not, not all the time, we often will say, better not there than something there that's possible. So, uh, so anyway, so, but it's not, so at the end of the day, is not conceptually interesting. And the last one of 
Ein Bozban, I love the way Mishnah formulates it, which is really, a Yesh Bozban, that's not the issue, Ein Bo Ela Eirechad. So there's a big machlokas in Amorim, what that last case is. But that's still not that interesting. What are the two possibilities? Two possibilities on that last case in the Mishnah. Shemi, one. If it's Ksav Yadah Shabal, what's it doing in the Mishnah? If there's Ksav Yadah Shabal, there's no Edom, it's Kasher. The, the Vlad's a Mamzer. So, not a Mamzer. So, what's the deal, Shemi? Uh, you can't, so if you say that it refers to Xavier the Shobal, as Rav and Rabbi Yochanan both say, uh, and that the last case is not the is not just a regular Xavier Sofer, but rather it's Xavier the Shobal, so then you have to say that uh, you might have thought that once it's Xavier the Shobal plus one aid, so one apple plus one orange equals a banana, and therefore it would be kosher l'chatchil to get married kamashlon that it's still only b'diavad. Not lachatchila. The alternative reading of the, is to say now that's Rav's position, and why does Rav adopt that position in a, in a issue that is so not so it's a little complicated. Why does Rav adopt that position? That is Xavier Shabal. There are like three different yourselves in Tosis, but most of the Rishonim have the way Rashi read and one of Tosis reading, which is what? <coughs> yes, fine. Uh, no, you're not excited fully. It's a Mishnah on Pei Chesam Beis, I think, unless it's Pei Zayin Beis. But it's one of those two places. It is Pei Zayin Beis, and nestled in the middle of the Mishnah, it says, just like that, Ksav Sofer Ve'ed Kasher. Why is Ksav Sofer Ve'ed Kasher? Why would it be kosher? It's not ksav yada shabal, shimi. Yeah, the sofer's an aid. The sofer wrote, you know, with the permit, the fact that the sofer is writing a shvar with the name of the husband, you know, <coughs> with the husband speaking, I did it at the husband's behest, means that he's an aid. Why does he have to sign his name at the bottom? So that plus an aid, the Mishnah says, is kosher. Friend, you are looking at me funny. I mean, they deserve it, yes? L'chatchila, yeah. But... <coughs> so, hold on. Before you go there. So, what does the Mishnah mean when it says Ksav Sofer Ve'ed? Well, we know what it means. But what does the Mishnah really say? So, that's a huge Lachlukas Hamarai. There is a Shita, Rav, who says Chasam Sofer Ve'ed Shanina. Hence, you know now where the uh, the Sofer family got their names for their Svarim from. Rav says, Chasam Sofer Ve'ed. Ksav Sofer Ve'ed is no good. They passled that. Why? Because they're afraid you rely upon the Ksav Sofer alone. And that is absolutely no good. Because Ksav Sofer alone is Edus to nothing. Ksav Yadu Shabal is Edus that the husband wants to divorce his wife. It's Kimei Edim. <coughs> but Ksav Sofer Ve'ed is to Edom. So why why um, now Rav says uh, 
Rav says it's Hassan Sofer Ve'id. Now, why is Hassan Sofer Ve'id complicated? Why is it complicated? Anybody know? Why is it such a contentious issue? Brian? So let's step back to a, a sugya that I don't know that we will have the chance to do unless Spirit moves us. I mean, rather not deal with Greek and Hebrew names. A sugya that comes from the end of the sixth parak, actually, and then I think goes into hibernation for a while, if I'm not mistaken. And that sugya is the machlokas or mayor of When a man authorizes the writing of a get, can a man appoint you to get somebody else to write the get and sign on the get? Rabbi Meir understands that if uh, the husband says to two people, kiss fuget le'ishti, kiss fuget le'ishti, those two Adam have to write the get. Now, it may be, it may be that's a big mach locus. What it means for them to write the get is to sign on the get. But if Rabbi Meir says, a man says to abase them, tenu get le'ishti, he has made them a basin, and they can authorize a sofer, and they can authorize Adam to sign. Rabbi Yosei says, no dice. Loi mit an aleph. The only way you can ever... Well, and there is a machlok. The mayor says that if a man said to the basin Hagadol, Tanuget liishti, they had better go and learn how to write. Now, the question of whether writing their, their signatures, they're writing the get, the simple reading the Mishnah is writing the get. Meaning, when you say, when a guy says to Adam, you know, kiss uh, get the ishti, they actually have to write the get. Okay, but there's a machlokus about that. Maybe they have to just seal it. Um, what the Gemara then has a discussion that for, even for Rabbi Yosei, the mas- and this is the maskana, even if the man says to the Adam, go tell so and so to write the get and so and so to sign on it, it's called imru. It doesn't work. You know why it doesn't work? Because mili lomimsirin l'shaliach. You want to give a shaliach a tangible item to, to transport to, and it'll have the status of shaliach? Sure. You want to give a shaliach a get to deliver to your wife? Absolutely. <coughs> you want to appoint a shaliach to tell the sofer to write a get for your wife? Nothing doing. Now, the Gemara will ultimately say that because um, I think the way it works out and I, I have only recently achieved clarity on this. This has always bothered me for a long time. But I think that Rav's position is that under no circumstances can a sofer write a get without the authorization of the husband directly from his ears um, and that the, the therefore if the husband hadn't I think it's if the husband hadn't asked him to sign when he asked him to write the get the, the sofer would not sign on it. What we are afraid of when you have Hassam Sofer of Eid potentially is that the Adam feel bad. You know, as they come to the sofer, the husband said, tell the sofer to write the get. And the Adam feel bad. Like, I mean, he's writing the get already. Why can't he sign? It's like, do we not trust him? Does the husband not trust him? So we feel bad for him. Let him sign instead of one of us. So you're not afraid of that if the sofer knows that he's not allowed to sign. The sofer can't write the get and can't sign the get unless they heard directly see what about Therefore, Rav is not concerned about Hassan Sofer Ve'ed. I forget his concern about Ksav Sofer Ve'ed. I think there's a Gzeira. Atu the Ksav Sofer. I don't know what that Rashi said for 
for the other position. But either way, so uh, so Ksav Sofer Ve'ed, Rav says th- this Mishnah is, is it has to be Ksav Yad Shabal because Rav believes that the Mishnah on Pesayin and Midveis that says Ksav Sofer is kosher is supposed to be Hasan Sofer Ve'ed is kosher. Ksav Sofer Ve'ed is not kosher according to Rav. It's Puzzle and Tetze. I think Avlad Mamzer. I think we might even pass in that way. I'm not sure. But, but, but and therefore Rav has to say this Mishnah is Ksav Yad. Shmuel believes that that's not the case. Shmuel believes... Now, Shmuel has a different problem. Shmuel reads the Mishnah as Ksav Sofer Eid as Kasher, Ksav Sofer Eid. Then what's the problem? The problem is that the Mishnah on Pesach and Rebbe says gets Kasher. The Mishnah here says that the Get is Puzzle, but the Vlad's Kasher. So, Shmuel makes a distinction depending on what type of the Sofer you're dealing with. Sofer Muvak, Sofer Shein Muvak. Now, is the last case of the Mishnah interesting conceptually? Well, you can have your own opinions. My opinion is it's not that interesting because it's more interesting than the middle case because it brings up the whole issue of Rameh Rabbi Yosei, that Mishnah in the sixth paragraph of Gittin about whether Mili Mimsum the Shaliach are not in principle. But it's not so interesting because most of the stuff there is just Gezeris, whether you might come to transgress Rabbi Yosei's position. So it's the first one that is particularly, particularly interesting. Okay. Any questions so far? You didn't see this coming in Rashi, did you? Okay, any, any questions? Okay, so let's move on to the Gemara. This Gemara initially, after the first three times, made me busy reading it through. Okay, Jonathan, thank you for reading well. Uh, Yoni, so let's get him. Right after the Mishnah, Pei Bavim and Aleph. Oh, so you know, we, had, no, we, we have to go to the background, I'm sorry. We have to do the best. So let's go to Ayin Testament base. Still picking on you, Yoni. Okay. So the question is, can you divorce your wife? Notice the word poter. Uh, can a person divorce his wife? Is that actually even commented on the Mishnah? I never thought about that. you should have paid attention to this. If I'm not paying attention, who else is going to pay attention? I'll tell you why I'm thinking about this question now. It just hit me. Maybe I wrote something about this a long time ago. Probably not. I just missed it. You have to look through all of getting to see if the term poter is used. I don't think it's common. And you know what it tells me? Yes. Prime knows where I'm going with this. It comes from a different source. Now, okay, I'm a little bit of a ringer here. I know this Mishnah comes from a different source. So I know where it comes from. It comes from Masachas Hedios. For, for those who are not aware, the reason I admit them familiar with the fact that it comes from Masachas Hedios without looking at the Ganeshas is not because I'm a Bucky, I know everything about Inshas Valpeh, because I don't, but because I wrote my dissertation on Masachas Hedios. And this is one of the central questions that I grappled with, which is, since so much of ADOs is duplicated elsewhere, which is the original, which is not. It's an old issue. I revisited it. But in this particular case, it just occurred to me, having to think about the words that we did the last study about Piturin and things like that, I'm wondering if this term poter appears anywhere else in Gittin. It might, in which case this is irrelevant. Okay. And you know, and since you're a computer science major, you know how to do the search properly. You know, get the roots. You have to try the different permutations with or without the box. Yeah, so. 
You got it. Okay, so so bottom line is it would make sense if this. I don't think I noticed this when I was when I wrote my decision. You never know, but I, it's been so long. It's been like we're getting close to twenty years. Um, but is that possible? Yes, it is. Um, but uh, the fact that it uses the term poter as opposed to I'm not sure if it would be megarish because you, you, you can't say kasav here. That's not going to work. Um, but I imagine the word is malachim in Megarish. The fact you use poter already suggests it's coming from a different source. But in this case, it would actually prove that it was formulated elsewhere. In other words, it, the Mishnah was either copied from here into Adios or Adios into here. It's in Adios. Where in Adios is it? It's in the fourth parak. Why is it in the fourth parak in Adios? And why do I know that without having to look? Because the fourth parak of Adios and the beginning of the fifth parak of Adios are collections of the leniencies of Beishamai and the stringencies of Beishilah. The fourth parak is entirely anonymous. It's the Yushalmi says, Rabbi Yochanan says, it's Rabbi Meir. Shalmi says there are 24 cases. According to, Mayor, according, to, according to Mayor, we only actually have 23 if you count in the case. They try to figure out what's the 24th. The beginning of the fifth parak is a series of four Mishnayas, really, fundamentally four Mishnayas, where four other Tanaim of Usha present their own collections of the Kula Beishamai Chumri Beishalal, Rabbi Yosei, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Elazar. So uh, this, is, this is anonymous, and this is from the fourth parak. Okay. So now the Gemara wants them. So what does a get Yashan? The Mishnah says, if you have Yichud after you write the get. So what's the Nikudah Samach Lokas here? Go ahead. Yoni? Okay, so this is, by today's standards, not that scandalous. Although, in our community, it's still scandalous. You know, I was talking to someone, someone not Jewish. I was, I was just was talking, and uh, a comment just came up of how long his, his parents had been married. And I think I had a rough idea of the person's age. And uh, they had been married a certain number of years. It was fewer than his age. Yeah, not a big deal. I mean, but it's still like, oh, okay, yes. In our community, it still tends to be a little bit scandalous, which is not a bad thing. Um... You know, generally speaking, one should observe the halacha, and hence we don't permit pilegish lemaisa and wait to engage in intimate relations until after you get married. And if you're somehow not going to do that appropriately, at the very least, try not to have a child in the process. Just wait. Okay. So anyway, so bottom line is they it, it was scandalous. I mention this only because in halacha there's no there's no technical stigma to someone born out of wedlock. Is only a mom serious. We do not regard children part of the wedlock as illegitimate. I think Christianity, the terms they talk, I don't know what the nafkaminas are. Like when they talk about, oh, he was the legitimate child of, okay, the my nafkamina for us, being an illegitimate child, you're like big time nafkamina. It's like, bye, you can't marry into the call. I mean, you can dot in our shul, but you can't marry any of our, most of our members. Um, so, uh, so this is not illegitimate. It's just scandalous. Yes. Yes. Many poskim. If you assume the way most poskim do that abortion is not murder, I'll just keep it simple. Abortion for Jews, uh, I know that it would be complicated. Say it would be for Gentiles. I get the complication, but not our topic. Abortion for Jews is only uh, 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 is not a prohibition of murder. It's a prohibition of havala or something like that. So on that basis, yes, there are many poskim who are made all to save uh, public humiliation. Yes. Yes. Uh, 
Okay, so there are two days in the Gemara that the Rishon will reference whether or not you can get married with this get once it's been used. Uh, I thank uh, uh, Yoni and Jonathan for pointing out that according to Rashi, it sounds like even the Meikal Shita is only if the husband's not available here just to have another get written. <coughs> it's worth noting, by the way, I didn't give you the Mishnah to read. I mentioned this to two of you this morning. But we have a, what's the halacha? The Ramam writes, let's say the husband authorizes the writing of a get and then he has yichud with his wife before it's been written. And they go ahead and write it. So the Ramam says the get is not a get. Which leaves the Rishonim shocked. Because what do you mean? It's not, you know, get, it's like pasal medaraisa. You're not supposed to use it lachatchila. And they point out that according to the Rambam, what's the din if a man divorces his wife and then they have yichud? The machlokas beisham beisil. The way we paskin it's a machlokas beisham beisil. We paskin beisil lechumra. It's another one of those kule beisham echum beisil that's in Abios and in this parak. And what is the uh, what is the machlokas beisil? Says that hein hein yichud hein nebiya. Number one, we assume that if they had yichud, they probably had bia. Number two, if they had bia, ain't al chazak ain't azam osa bilas or bilas nos. The Rashbah says even if there's an exchange of money, which would appear to be. Um, Esnan, nonetheless, he says we don't assume that way, we assume that he did it the same Kiddushan, and therefore they are married once again. So the question, that, now that is only Misafik. We don't say that's a Vadaidim, we say it's a Suffolk. So she requires another get because of a Chashash, a real Chashash. So the question is, according to the Ramam, that's only a Suffolk that she requires a get. Here you're saying it's Vadai, not a get. See, why, why is a get, why, if that's true, by Megarish's Hishtovalanda Ima Bapundaki, they still says, so why is a get Yashan, Kasha, Bidiyahad? Or even Kasha Lachatchila once you divorced her? Right? Correct. If they had Bia, even if you assume that they had Bia after the Yichud, even Vada they have Bia. Yeah, they have Bia because they're married. It's not a Kiddushan. When is the get Chal that we're worried about it being undone by a Kiddushan? When he gives her the get. Okay. Then he wrote the get today. He divorces her. They sign, seal, deliver the get based upon the date of today. Doesn't mean he has to be Megarish her today. That we, we know from, you know, that's what we talk about. Kevin Janasa Ba'in of Lagarsha. That's why you write Zman in the get because even if he doesn't give her the get for three weeks. And how do you know, by the way, for sure, <clears throat> now, to get that's dated today, but given tomorrow or the next day, how do you know for sure that that's kosher? Um, gentlemen who are not raising their hands, you should li- raise your uh, left or right foot at your preference and prepare to kick yourself. Ephraim? <laughs> the Mishnah. Thanks. That's very helpful. Yes. Which Mishnah? What? No, because maybe... No, you don't need to go there. Maybe they gave his man that day. They gave it that day. First mission in the Sechta. How maybe get Medina Sam? Once it dated. Okay? You can all in unison, if I'm, you can join in now. Because like, of course you get a concussion. As long as it's signed the day that it's authorized and so on. So then it's delivered. It takes three weeks to deliver. It doesn't matter. 
So the reason why I get Yashon is good, Bidiyavad, and some, whatever the Bidiyavad is, however you define it, is because any Bia that took place took place before the Nasim Esaget. The problem with, with Garish Ishtavalan and Plindiki is they got divorced, and now they did something that might uh, cancel the act of Kiddushin. That's what leaves the Rishonim so puzzled by the Ramam Shita. How is it that here, again, you didn't even write the get yet, so why does the Bia, Bia doesn't, of course the Bia doesn't create new Kiddushin, you're still Makudashas. The answer is kind of obvious. I think one of the Rishonim says it which is that when you have Bia, after you authorize the writing of a get, that might constitute a bitol hashlichus. Okay, it's not our topic right now, but just be aware on the get yashan, it's not as, you know, it's true as long as you make sure before you have yichud with your wife, after you authorize the writing of a get, not to have Bia between the time you authorize the writing of the get and the time the get is written. Once the get is written, now it's just a get yashan. Before that, the Ramah says it gets, ain't, not, not a sophic get, ain't no get. As the Rashba says, it's a mashma, but it's no good mid Okay, continue on, Yoni. Next list, Okay, in other words, another way of putting this is, in short, Jimmy? I did too. Crash and burn. Thank you. I couldn't remember it either. So when you would come out with crash and burn. Right, this is very not good. Okay, so there are other examples of Mishnah. The only one apparently the Chachamim agree with the Mishnah, the with the Grifar Meir, Shina Shema, Vashema, Shema, Shema, which is the next one. Um, I'm, not gonna, I'm not really interested in the details here. Um, unless we come back to this, we get to this, hopefully, Bikiyas. What? If she took, she's not entitled to any of these things, and if she managed to send out collect, she grabs something, then we'll make her pay it back. Show me a question. No, I was just wondering, like, what mouthless this is supposed to be in. Like, the Gemara says that, um, that, um, mouthless in organic is, uh, Rome. Rome. Look at Rashi on the Mishnah. That, I have to tell you, I'm curious to know what the Yushalmi says here, simply because um, what Rashi says on the Mishnah is not Pshat. But he, he's right. That's how the Gemara is probably reading it, but I wonder if that's really Pshat in the Mishnah. He says if you're in Babel. Right, but in that case, wouldn't Jamal Hashemadah be the right one? Yes, that's why the Mishnah says if you write the Shemal it's possible. If you're in Babel and you date it to a Roman government, it's just, what is so odd about that? Oh, that could be Paras. Paras. Madai was uh, different. Paras Umadai. Yeah. yeah. What's odd is that the Mishra should be written from the perspective of Babel. Or you would have thought that the Roman government is the government in Eretz Yisrael, and that's the one you're supposed to write to, and the Mishra should be formulated for everything else. I do not know why. I have not a clue. You no, know, no, 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 I understand. 
I get that it's Malshen Ogenis. Then the question is, if I were reading the Mishnah Kipshuto, I would say that the Chazal did not want you writing in accordance with the Roman government. There's something else you were supposed to be doing, but to acknowledge this government was Russian. I, I have no idea. I just, I don't know. I don't, the Mishnah is what Rashi says. That's clear. I think that the Gemara is reading it. But I know that if you were in Rome, do as the Romans do. And that included being in Roman Palestine in the second century and third century. That's what you would do. Okay, and then move to the uh, Gemara on Pehmet Aleph. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that was a mis- uh, Did I skip ahead? Yes. Pehmet uh, Aleph, I turned too far. My Malchashen Ogenes. No, that's not what I wanted. Yeah, I guess you can go to the Vlad Mamzer. Go ahead. I, I don't know. That's a very good reading on a shot level. Excellent. Okay. Do people catch what he said? Instead of reading Malchashin Hogenis as one in a list of Malchashin Hogenis, Malchus Madai, Malchus Yavon, etc., is each a separate item. A custom of Shemalchashin Hogenis, colon, for example, in Eretz Israel, the Shemalchus Madai, Shemalchus Yavon. It only doesn't work. The language. What? I'm sorry? I, I, I know. We agreed with that. I told you what the Mishnah means. The official Mishnah means. I'm just pointing out it's odd, except for the only problem is the Lashum doesn't, uh, doesn't, doesn't look great. And there's Lashum al Hashanagas, Lashum al Hashmadai, Lashum al Hashyavan, Libin Yahabai. It sounds like it, that, that something should have been done differently. Right, well, let's not dwell on that, but yes, I think that's a, not a bad way of uh, approaching the Pshat. Okay, so my Malchashen Ogenis. I have no idea what that means either. Um, Rashi says, Michel Uma Cheres, I have no idea. Uh, Latin was the language in Rome. Um, and it was not Greek. Greek was the language in Greece. So I don't know why, what, what this uh, belief is. Maybe I don't, I don't know the history. Maybe it's true. I, I'm, in other words, maybe there's something, I don't know, Shimmy? I have heard somewhere that while Latin was the main language in Rome, the elites would speak Greek through teenage more classy. I see. Okay. Fine. Like France and England in the beginning of the second millennium. Like after the Norman Conquest, for a while, France was the classic language. I see. Okay. Even though most of the people spoke Latin. I mean, not Latin, English. Uh, what about Xav? I don't know. Xav is different. Again, uh, uh, the Latin alphabet is different than the Greek alphabet. So I don't. I, I just don't know what this means. We don't have to devolve upon it. Okay, but. Amar Ula. Mamzer? In? Yeah. Okay. So the I'm sorry? Yotzi. Yeah, okay. If the Vlad's a Mamzer, it's certainly going to be Yotzi. You could have Yotzi without the Vlad being a Mamzer. Now go to the Mishnah on Te Aleph on the base. Pay off on the base? Okay. What is a get kereach? 
Yeah, I've always had trouble with that. I know what the description is. Um, I get makushar. And the way you normally write a get, like write any ksuba or anything like that, is you write a ksuba at the bottom, you sign at the end. And if you roll it up, it's only so it'll fit in the tube and be easy to carry around. But what, what a get makushar was, is they would write a line or two, and then they would fold it over, sew it, and the Adam would sign across. And, or an, it would be an aide would sign on the fold. And then you would fold, write a couple lines, fold again, sew it, have the aides sign on that. You need at least three Adam on a get makushar. Um, Chazal talk about this, and I know nothing about the history of this, you know, or the historicity even. They, there's not halach lamaisid. Why, why is there a get makushar? There's a get makushar because uh, Kohanim. They, they were talking originally for Kohanim to. Um, Divorce their wives because it take much, takes much longer to write, and therefore, in the meantime, maybe the Cohen, hot-headed Cohen would cool down and not be Megarish, his wife, because if he's Megarish, his wife, it's too late to undo it. So, uh, so anyway, so that's what the Gemara says, that a get makushar, that's what they instituted for. It's clear they use get makusharim for other things, not just getting uh, for other stars. I believe we have some get makusharim from Qumran. So I don't know if Chazal are really claiming that's how the whole Get Makushar came about, or that Chazal in particular emphasized the importance of using a Get Makushar when it comes to Kohanim and their Gerushim. What? Why is it? Other people can get very hot-headed. Yes, because if you get hot-headed and you divorce your wife, and then you say, Oy vey, what did I do? You can go and get married again. That's the problem. Right? What? It means someone else married her on the basis of a gekrach. It is a stra- it is an odd language. Um, I don't know what the Mishnahis and the previous thing would suggest that because it's not. I don't know. Kanasa begekrach is a unusual language. Um, take a look in Yivamos. Is that in the Gemara and the Mishnah? I think it's. It, it depends where it is. If it's in the Mishnah, you might have another source issue. Um, Okay, but the bottom line, the get kerach means you had two adim, but or three adim, but you didn't have an aid on every single kasher. So it's pasol midrabanan, and it's the, mish, the rest of the mishnah describes how you can fix the shtar because it's really kasher medina. The end. So that's so this is one of those examples, and here again the time of the mishnah, which they will assume as Rabbi Meir assumes that a get kerach is uh, is is Pasel and Havlad Manzer, and the Samshirs, the Chachamim, would disagree that Vlad is certainly not a Manzer. There's a big Machog Asrushan, which we'll take a look at tomorrow, whether or not uh, Yotzi is, is the Get Kasher B'Devet if she got married. And Nisei's Tetzei, Lo Tetzei. Since we Paskin on our case, on Pevavah Medeis, Im Nisei's Lo Tetzei, that's how most Rishon Paskin, according to Rav, only if she has children, we Paskin without children. What's the din in all these cases? What's the din in general when a woman remarries on the basis of a Get that's Pasel Midrabana? Okay.